Ummagyanatimyandasya Gyananjana Salakaya Chakchurunitam Jena Tasmay Sigurve Nama Namam Vishnu Paraya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Swami Sri Bhakti Vedanta Prabhuparayate Namaha Guru Bhagyam Shira Siddhajam Shakti Vesha Swarupine Hare Krishna Timantena Paschacha Prachatarine Vishpacharja Pravajada Dibya Kavina Mutaye Sri Bhagavata Madhuja Gita Gyana Pradahine Gaura Shri Rupa Siddhanta Sarasati Nishavine Radha Krishna Padam Bhoja Bringaya Guruve Namaha Devam Divyatanum Suchandavadanam Balaka Chaganchitam Sandranandapuram Sadeka Varanam Bhairagya Vidyam Budhim Shri Siddhanta Nidhim Shubhaktilasitam Saraswatanam Varam Panditam Subodam Madeka Sharanam Yashishpuram Sridharam Sri Guru Vaishnav Guru Parampara ki jai Hari Nam Prabhu ki jai Kul Bhaktavinda ki jai Kul Prayman So, good evening everyone. Some of you were here last night and this morning as well, and some new faces tonight. Pleased to be with all of you. Are there any questions? I got a, a bunch of no answers. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's something we've talked about before. Um, this is... Um, <coughs> From the purport in four, the Nira Gita, the four thirty-four, yeah, it says, uh, "Identifying with a particular guru means glimpsing our own spiritual potential. The practitioner's own heart, free from the clutter of material desire, appears before him in the form of Sri Guru." So, just it's not exactly a question, but it's uh, asking for more clarity on that. How? Um, this fact of, of seeing our potential in Sri Guru and the, in the, in the Guru and seeing our own heart. It's, it's a, I know it's a poetic... The idea here is from Chaitanya Charitamrita for the most part. And it seeks to um, address the concern that might largely arise in the Western mind which is a rational mind for the most part in comparison to the Eastern mind where such traditions as guru, disciple come from. Um, And in Western society, as we know, it's very uh, individualistic, uh, rugged individual. It's it's, um, very much uh, um, glorified. And the questioning of authority it's also considered to be um, desirable. Mm-hmm. The 
in the pursuit of critical thinking and the freedom of mind. Mm. So, given these Western, uh, this kind of Western orientation, then the rather Eastern idea, as it's often thought, and is to a large extent, of the guru, um, can be misunderstood to be seen the idea of the guru as, an, as a kind of an, as a kind of oppression. Excuse me, where one is not uh, the disciple that is uh, afforded the freedom to to think and to stand on his or her own two feet and be all that they can be. And it's even uh, often considered that in Western circles, generously, that if it's all right for you, if you need such a thing as a guide. Hmm. Implication being, I'm able to stand on my own two feet. If you need a crutch, it's okay for you. So, uh, this, uh, what you cited there from my commentary on Bhagavad Gita, seeks to address that point to some extent and give us a better idea of what is involved in honoring the principle of Guru, which uh, in the Eastern uh, world, in in the Orient, in the Orient, is rather pervasive. Um, We just celebrated the um, Baladev Purnim. He is Dauji. Sometimes Baladev means Balram. Dauji means older brother. So he's the older brother of Krishna, Balram, by about nine days. But one uh, of the sentiments of Ram, loving sentiments that he is possessed of in relation to Krishna, is that of the Guru. Guru and Shakha, friend, and Das, both. He's at both ends of the spectrum. Guru of Krishna, Das of Krishna, and in between, friend of Krishna. These three sentiments are found in Balaram. Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami has described this in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Of course, he's given pramana or evidence drawing on Srimad Bhagavatam, the various leelas of Ram and Krishna. We find evidence for Balaram's sentiment as Guru in the 15th chapter of the 10th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. In the, uh, the killing of Denakasur, the prelude to that, this, this chapter is all about the, the Pogandalila of Krishna, the whole of Pogandalila. First Kumar, then Poganda, then Kishore, then Yoga. The whole of Pogandalila is summarized in 15th chapter. Krishna becomes a cowherder there, officially. He gets charge of the cows. So there in the beginning, the prelude to that, Krishna glorifies Balaram in so many ways, hmm? attends to him, massages his feet, and renders other various services. And in 10th chapter, 
11th chapter of 10th canto, when they're moving from Bahavan, Gokul, to Vrindavan, then various Vyas Sukadevas related many wonderful leelas, putting blankets over their heads and putting their hands on their head like horns and playing like bulls, butting against one another, equally, on equal terms. This is Sakirasa, equality. Hmm? Friendship can only be fully experienced in uh, amongst equals. And in in Govardhan Leela, not Govardhan, but this um, Brahmavi Mohan Leela, 13th chapter, 10th canto, and it's apparent that uh, Balaram is also a Das of Krishna, and he's covered by uh, the, the Krishna's potency, Yogamaya, so that's the extent that he cannot understand that Krishna has stolen all the, that Krishna has reappeared, manifest himself as all the stolen calves and cowherd boys stolen by Brahma. There, Balaram acknowledges himself as a Das. So there, are, these are some examples. But Dauji means older brother, Guru, Guru of Krishna. And so, in Indian society, as I said, this Guru principle is all-pervasive. The elder brother is the Guru. Father is the Guru. The teacher of this, we have the military teacher and the music teacher, and this teacher and they are all worshipped with the flowers and incense, whole thing. The family guru, family priest. So, so the whole the whole society is pervaded by this uh, very uh, this the sense of of guru. Very different from the uh, Western society. So we bring in the one kind of guru, <laughs> the sadguru. And of course, the fact of them is we're so much in need of a guru on every level that we tend to think of him as our uh, psychologist and <laughs> our sociologist and our doctor and uh, business consultant. And uh, that means we need a guru on all these levels. We need a business consulting guru. We need a corporate guru if we are in the corporate world. We need <laughs> We need a family guru, we need a marital guru, we need all kinds of teachers. It's hard to get away from that. Now the term guru, as much as we may resist, in Western society and Western mind may, may resist the principle of the sadguru, the eternal guru. They have more, in many ways, embraced the, the concept of guru on so many levels. Uh, uh, I even met a fellow once, I think, who, who called himself the corporate, the, the corporate guru of his particular corporation. His, the, the other employees referred to him. So the term has, has filtered in, and the concept is really um, hard to get away from. But um, the, the full idea of the concept is just misunderstood in, as much as it often seems to be in opposition to the idea of standing on one's own two feet and thinking critically and being an individual, but actually it's all about these things. It's all about being an individual. It's all about uh, thinking critically. It's all about uh, standing on your own two feet, more than that, flying, growing wings and flying, and being, as they say, all that you can be. It's all about these things. 
So life works in a mystical way. Uh, in apparent submission, we can find real freedom. This is the idea. So, there I have explained, um, commented in such a way as to shed some light on the sense, give a sense that the guru is not an artificial imposition upon us. But rather, it is said, Brahmanda Brahmite Kon Bhagyavan Jeev Guru Krishna Prashade Bhai Bhakti Lata Bhij that the jeev, the soul, is wandering throughout the material world, Brahmanda Brahmite. And if it becomes bhagya, fortunate, what happens? People like to say God is in the heart. Right? That was the conclusion of Star Trek. I saw it on an airplane once <laughs> on my way to visit my guru. <laughs> it's hard to avoid those airplane movies. They have them now right in the front of your seat. At any rate, it was the last voyage. <laughs> and the, the conclusion of Captain Kirk was, to the surprise of Dr. Spock, that God was in the human heart. You know, Spock was not too human in his, and feeling. So, at any rate, this was, uh, it was rather a humanistic idea, if you, if you will. But then again, um, everyone has a sense like this, that, that God is in my own heart. Why I shall go somewhere else? A thing that is so dear to me, so close to me, so personal hmm? is my own spirituality, my own inner life, if you will. And that should be a private thing. People have a sense of, I should decide about that myself. No one shall tell me what is my own inner life. People like to think like this. So they have a sense that God is in the heart. And it's not wrong. It's true. So, God is in the heart. But this idea is explained in considerable detail beyond the sentiment, the feeling, the sense that spiritual life is inward and, uh, and private. Even we are doing Krishna Sankirtan. So you may wonder, how it is private? We are giving everywhere this. But Mahaprabhu gave everywhere. Didn't he? through Namsan Kirtan. But at some point, he stopped. What point did he stop? Do you know? You are a devotee of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. I think I am. I like to think so, too. Hmm? So you should know all about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Occupy yourself. Learn everything about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. His Leela, that should, your life should move around that. It is Acharya Leela means that he's, this is God coming to play as the teacher about himself. So, all wealth can be found there, following Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's example. He's the Guru. We call him um, Samasti Guru. Samasti Guru means he's the composite of the Guru Tattva. And from him, then, so many Gurus come. From his lineage, it means Chaitanya Sampradaya, Gaudiya Sampradaya. 
so many gurus, they are called Vyasti Guru. It means like, Samasti means like macrocosmic idea of guru, and then Vyasti means microcosmic idea of guru. That the, that the that potency of Guru Tattva comes to us personally, comes before us personally. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he did Sankirtan widely. So we'll think it is giving away loud everything, just showing everyone. But at a certain point, he went inward also, hmm? in Puri. Yes. Perhaps you're referring to how in the house of Srivas Thakur, it was very much Private. innocent, yeah, very closed. Good, good, good conjecture. Hmm? <laughs> you are uh, very true, and I'll explain how. Mahabharu had his son Kirtan in his home, in the home of Srivas, and not just anyone could come in. Private affair. There, that means that this son Kirtan is sadhana, and sadhya. Sadhan sadhya. Sadhana means the means, the way to go, the practice. And sadhya means the attainment. So there is kirtan in sadhana and kirtan in sadhya. Ram Ram Mahabhu. In, in Golok they are also chanting Nams and Kirtan. Mahabhu is doing Nams and Kirtan. As you have, what is your name? Gauravani Dasi. Gauravani, see? <laughs> you know the words of Gaur Gauravani beautiful name and Mahaprabhu was doing Sankirtan in house of Srivas and nobody could come in practically only a few people in close circle but some some people tried to get in they were rejected but some nice people they sat on the bank of the Ganges they wanted to get in they were pious, they wanted to go in, but they felt they were not qualified. For them, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came out. Hodiharai Nama Krishna Jadavai Nama He began his Sankirtan. It begins in Srivasangam, and it ends in Srivasangam. Mahaprabhu went, did Nagar Sankirtan in Nadia. Nadia Nagare Pirighare Ghare. Shobhara Najikushihesha. From door to door he went doing Sankirtan. From throughout the streets, door to every house he entered. Pire ghare ghare, falling, dancing, falling, ghare ghare in every house. Shobharanahikoshesha. If you can see this in your heart, touch such beauty. Shobharanahikoshesha. It has no end. Bhuvanomohanavesha. So beautiful. Mahaprabhu is just doing Sankirtan daily in Nadia. Our ideal is to enter into that Kirtan in Nadia, in the house of Srivas, but we cannot go in. So Mahaprabhu has come out to show us the way to go in. And in Nadia he began his Nagar Sankirtan, hmm? very revolutionary, going against the government and religious uh, bigotry and so forth. From there he went took sannyas, he went to Puri, he traveled for six years throughout India, two years to the south and to Vrindavan and so forth. Then he resided in Puri, at the request of his mother he remained in Puri. 
And he did Sankirtan for a number of years and at a certain point he told Advaita, he asked Advaita something, Advaita gave a note to him. Advaita told him, oh, there's no more any need for rice in the market. And Mahabhava's life changed from Madhya-lila to Antya-lila. Antya means end. So in the end he went inward from Namsankirtan. He went inward then. What he had done in terms of uh, Yuga Dharma, establishing the Yuga Dharma, that was complete. Advaita is Vishnu, Mahavishnu. He calls him the avatar for the Yuga, to do the Yuga Dharma. When that work is complete, Advaita gave him permission. Now you can go for your real business. You came for this. This is only external business, Namsan Kirtan. You came for an internal business. The wonder of your Namsan Kirtan, however, is that because you came for an internal business, through your external activity of Namsan Kirtan, people will get a wonderful result. They would not get, they would not get otherwise. They will get the Braj Prem. Hmm? And that Mahaprabhu then pursued directly in a small circle with Sarup Dhamara Bhusan, Raya Ramananda, a few people. His madness begins and this is the real subject of Antilila. So, in this way, it's true, spirituality is internal. We must do some things to, clean, to cleanse our heart, Chetodapana Marjanam, become free from externals, all the externals that we are attached to, that we think will improve our life, give us security, make us happy. When we are free from them, we can then pursue the inner life. So Mahaprabhu uh, then directly uh, and consciously pursued his inner life. Hmm? So the spirituality is, uh, it's true, as people sense, it's, a, it's inward, it's a, it's a private thing. What Mahaprabhu experienced couldn't be, couldn't be just uh, told everywhere. He's come to give it everywhere, but systematically. It means first heart cleansing must go on. There's a, there's a process, so on. So, people sense like this. Oh, this inward is a private thing. So who from outside can tell me? God is in my heart. God is in the heart, it's true, we say. We say, in a general way. In a general way, God is in the heart. But we want him to come in our heart in a particular way. He's there if we love him or not, in other words. That is Paramatma. He's there if we love him or not. But if we begin to love him in a particular way, then he'll come in that way, within our heart. Yam shama sundaram achintaguna sarupam govindamadi purusham tamaham bhajami Who is in Ram's heart? Hanuman. Uh, I mean, who is in Ra- who is in Hanuman's heart? <laughs> you got it, Ram. <laughs> Last night, somewhere I thought I saw a big picture of Hanuman. Where was it? I guess where I was staying last night, maybe in the room. Or so. Ripping his heart. Hmm? The one where he's ripping his heart. Yeah. So in Hanuman's heart is Ram. What, ha- what happened to Paramatma? Where did he go? <laughs> Forearmed Paramatma, no. Ram is there. Mahaprabhu was searching for Krishna, searching for Krishna. Gadadhar in his youth told him, Calm down, calm down. Krishna is in your heart. 
What did he do? He began to tear apart his chest. It's in my heart. And Godadha stopped him. Sachi saw that and said, you, you young man, you must stay with my son always. Godadha became fast uh, friend of Mahaprabhu. Staying with him always, sleeping over at his house, going with him to Puri, leaving Puri, in violation of his own vows to follow Mahaprabhu. So we want God to come in our heart in a specific way. Hmm? He's there if we love him or not. If we begin to love him in a particular way, then he'll come in that way. And he'll stay there. And he'll never leave. So, yes, God is in the heart. So why should we look outside? But Chaitanya Charitamrita explains that he's in the heart, but he, but he comes outside the heart. Hmm? In the heart means... We're talking about, you see, there's not that much difference between God and ourself. Try to understand this point. <laughs> I'm trying to make you think a little bit. Hmm? Let me count the ways that we are not different from God. Remember, what is our philosophy called? What is the metaphysic of Gaudiya Vaishnavism? So, we stress the bed, the difference, for obvious points. But the abed is also true. We are non-different also at the same time from God. If there's... Now think about it. In the material world, if there's any one thing that resembles God more closely than anything else, what in this world resembles God more than anything else? Who can say? People would say nature, I think. You think nature? That's what other people, I hear a lot of people What say. is there besides nature? You is the answer. Why? Why do we resemble God more than anything else in the world? Hmm? But yes, because we're conscious. We're consciousness. Not everything else is matter. It's dissimilar from God. We have a similarity. Therefore, the Upanishads say, "If you want to know God, know yourself." Some truth in that. Now, if we pursue the idea that we are consciousness hmm, rather than matter. And uh, then we can come to the idea that, oh, although we are consciousness and different from matter, at the same time, we've come under the influence of matter. So, while consciousness is superior to matter, we, as units of consciousness, have found ourselves in a position where we become um, um, ruled over by matter. You follow? Just like it takes a person to turn on the television, but the television may take over the person's life. Hmm? <laughs> That's not a good thing. Hmm? That's a problem. Hmm? 
So matter has taken over our life. So we become matter-like. We talked about this last night to some extent. But God's position is different. It's ludicrous to think that God will become deluded. So while I'm God-like, there must be some difference between me and God also. So then we come in the direction of bhakti. Now if we go deep within bhakti, what do we find? We find nitayukta upasate. We discussed this last night. We make a union with God. But it's a worshipable union. Nityukta upasate. A union worship. A, perpetu- a union of perpetual worship. In Golok, what is the lila of Krishna? Everyone has given up their own will, so they've accepted only the will of God. So God has a will to celebrate himself. And he does through that through those who are willing to partake in that celebration. That is called lila. So all the jivas, the Lord's devotees, their, their, their hearts are Krishna. Do you understand what I'm saying? Krishna appears in relation to the heart of the devotee. That's why there are different forms of God. That heart is filled with Swarup Shakti. And Krishna is manifesting according to the heart. I love him in a particular... He says, Jejatamam papadyante. This is Vedanta. Bhagavad Gita. Tam sataiva bhajami ham. As they worship me with their heart, I come before them accordingly. So where is Krishna? Therefore we appropriately locate him in the heart of the Vaishnav. That we give attention to the Vaishnav hmm, more than God that is very practical. Just like you come in here and uh, you bow down to the deity, right? Why do you bow down to the deity? To make obeisances and, and to humble myself before the deities. But why do you do that? Because the Vaishnava told you, this is God. You should pay obeisances to him. <laughs> you do like this. So where is Krishna, you see? He's in the heart of the Vaishnav. There is no Krishna without, the, without the, the devotee. Krishna is never alone. So he, he appears to the heart of Mother Yasoda as a son. To Radha in a particular way. To his friends in a particular way. Hmm? And then outside of the Braj, in Dwarka and Vaikuntha and so many places. According to the heart of the devotee, the purified heart. So, in the Gaudiya Vaishnavism, what are we most interested in? Not Krishna, but what? Love of Krishna. Therefore, we put so much emphasis on the person who has love of Krishna. Why? Because love of Krishna, that is Krishna. Hmm? In other words, that's where you find Krishna. That's where Krishna appears, where there's love of Krishna. So our ideal is that we are interested in love of Krishna. You want to see Krishna. Sometimes people ask, have you seen Krishna? What is our answer? Well, we're not interested in seeing Krishna. We want to serve Krishna. We're looking for service to Krishna. Because we know he's there. (laughs) 
that's where he is. If we can secure some service to Krishna, we know we're that's seeing Krishna. And that is the basis of seeing Krishna, of the experience of Krishna. So, God is in the heart. Hmm? That's a fact. People think like that in the Western world. God is in the heart. It should be a private affair. Yes, we agree, but we are explaining in this way all these things. Hmm? And although he's in the heart, Chaitanya Charitamrita says, he comes outside the heart also. Is that so unbelievable? The fact that he's in the heart, that, that's, that's, and that's, that's hard enough to fathom. He's in the heart, but he comes outside of the heart. And our heart is, is, is our most protected area. There we harbor our ideal. We have our ideal, our dreams in our heart. Right? We keep them there. And really what we are is our ideal. Mahabharu had a generous idea. We say, don't judge a person by his past. Does that sound generous to you? Don't judge a person by their past. You judge them by the present. What does Mahabharu say? Don't judge a person by the present. Judge him by his future. What is his future? That is his ideal. So he may not live up to the ideal, but he has an ideal. She has a high ideal. But we will judge a person by that. So, so therefore the most important thing is to have ideal that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give because there is no higher ideal than this. You embrace this ideal. Even you cannot live up to it. Of course you should try. But this is the most important thing. In fact, there's no more important thing than you can do, that you can do then embrace the ideal, identify with the ideal. That will call your progress more than anything else. In fact, everything else that you do, your hearing, your chanting, your observance of your vows and your tapa and so forth, all these things, they all directly or indirectly serve to nourish the ideal. You must have an ideal. You are, we are trying to... to, to uh, we have a sadhya a goal hmm, in all of this. And in, it, it's what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give. And at least in a general way, we should have the idea. What is that idea? I want to go to Goloka. I want to serve Krishna in Vrindavan. Mahaprabhu came to teach about that. Right? As Mahaprabhu came to teach about that, Krishna came to teach about that. But he, as I explained this morning, he got off balance. He was trying to taste his the measure of the limits of love, but he saw the love of Radha and he kind of lost it. He had no experience of that, so he lost his balance. Therefore, his capacity to teach about the Brajalila and make it accessible was somewhat limited. In Gita, he's teaching, but he reaches the point, the, 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 
Bhagavad Gita, that is, is, that is not the most important leela of Krishna. If establishing dharma was the most important thing, then Bhagavad Gita would be considered the, 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 the climax of Krishna leela. Some people do consider it the climax of Krishna leela, but they are mistaken. Because they don't know what the inner life of Krishna. But Gaudiya Vaishnavism is all about that, the inner life of Krishna. And they find that what he's moving on the basis of, establishing Dharma, that is an external thing. Yes, he says, Yadayilahi dharmasya glani bhavati bharata vittanama dharmasya taratmanam sijamyam prittanaya sadhanam vinashaya traduskritam An emphasis on vinashaya traduskritam. He comes to, to get rid of the demons, establish dharma, but also prittanaya sadhanam to cater to the devotees, sadhus, sadhakas, siddhas, what trouble do they have? Tatte nukampam susamikshamana bhujani vatmakritam vipakam hridvagvapubi hridam namaste tiveta yomukti padesavaya bhag. Dori has no problem. No troubles. He sees all troubles as coming to help him. Hmm? Then why Krishna has to come to protect the, the sadhus? because there's one trouble they have. What is the trouble? They're missing his company. They have some pain. That is nothing from outside, but from inside, feeling some separation from Krishna, some longing for Krishna. This is bhakti is about this, longing for Krishna. So to satisfy them. How does he come, Krishna? Atopisanadayatnam bhutanam ishparopisan pakritim samadhistaya Sambhavami, Atmamaya. What is Atmamaya? He comes, he says, by my own Maya. Where is that Maya? That Atmamaya. That means Yogamaya. That means Shuddhasattva. That means Swarup Shakti. This energy. And where is that? It is in the heart of a devotee. Suddhasattva Visheshatma Premasuyang Susamyabhak. This is real bhakti. Bhava bhakti. Surup Shakti is in the heart. Krishna is coming for them, he says. I come for that reason. Everything else is a byproduct of that, establishing Dharma and so on and so forth. So we should know these things. Hmm? We should be concerned about these things. Krishna came for a purpose. We are attracted to Krishna. Prabhupada was suggested in the beginning when he formed his movement that you call it International Society for God Consciousness. What did he say? No, I think it should be International Society for Krishna Consciousness. Why? Because we are not interested in God. Hmm? Only Krishna. But you say, but Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And we hope our teaching is that you will forget that one day. That is the idea. Hmm? Mother Yashoda is not thinking like that. Krishna is the supreme personality of God. If she told, if she's told that he is, she'll think, "Well, that's interesting." <laughs> oh, my son! Hmm? If, the, if her son, be, if some lady's son, be, mother's son becomes the president, hmm? then he gives his inaugural speech, acceptance speech. 
I accept the, the will of the country that I am the president and I'd like to thank my mother. Oh! She hugs him on the stage. Hmm? Oh, George. <laughs> hmm? She never loses the sense. He's my son. He's president, yes, but... Hmm? My son. He's my son. That is the main thing. Hmm? People say that about him. That's nice. It's not of much concern to me. Hmm? She's concerned. Oh, more, did you get? Did you eat properly? Are you getting enough rest? Hmm? This is the main thing. So this we want: Krishna consciousness, love of Krishna. We want to go to Vrindavan. I told you before when I was young, man, and and, and uh, in Prabhupada's mission, then. One day in front of the temple in New Dwarka, an older Abrahmana, we used to call him, who had the second initiation, he was a Brahman. So, so he had some other, some realization. <laughs> he told me, you know, as I was a little preoccupied with going to Vrindavan, it's healthy, this healthy idea, go to Vrindavan. Don't think, oh, I don't want to be selfish, I don't want any desire. Hmm? In Vrindavan, what is the wealth? Kalpa Vriksha, Kamdenu. There are so many trees, and they are. Uh, Kalpa Vriksha means um, Kalpataru, dream trees, dream trees. <laughs> you can get anything you want from the tree. Kamdenu hmm? means from the udder of those cows you can. Get any kind of anything. You can milk anything. You can get any. They will give whatever you want. Hmm? You think such a place? I would like to go there. <laughs> hmm. Incredible. But stop and think now. What is the real wealth of that place? All the people live there. Amikichucaina, amikichucaina. This is they say. What they say? I don't want anything. I don't want anything. Can you imagine now? You were standing before a desire tree, you can have whatever you want, anything you want. And you would say, I don't want anything. Hmm? What kind of wealth you have? What kind of fulfillment, opulence, power, attractiveness? Ah, so attractive. This is Vrindavan. You should want to go there. What does it mean you want to go there? I don't want any to have have any desire. You see, I don't have any, want to have any will independent of Krishna. These two are synonymous. So don't think I shouldn't think I want to go to Goloka. That'll be selfish. Why? Nobody there is selfish. Hmm? You should want to have. This is Mahaprabhu is praying like that. He says, "Nadanam, nadanam, nasundurim, kovitamba." I don't want any wealth, I don't want any, any, any followers. Neither any beautiful, uh, finer things of life, like poetry, learning, knowledge, these more refined things that give you some subtle form of uh, freedom and, uh, and refinement and so forth. 
I don't want any of these things. But I have some interest. I don't want freedom from birth and death. But something I want. Babutat bhakti. Ahituki. I want bhakti. Ahituki bhakti. This is ruchi. He's attached to bhakti. This is the, the, the tathasta lakshan. The marginal characteristic of ruchi bhakti is nadanam, nadanam, nasundurim, kavita. I don't want, I don't want. Who has taste, ruchi means, for Krishna bhakti. He doesn't want any of these things.